Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor and do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Luke 15:20 and 1 John 2:21. So he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And from 1 John, it is not because you do not know the truth that I am writing to you, but rather because you know it already. Good morning, good people. Good morning. <laughs> My name's Amanda, and I've been part of the West Hills community for almost 10 years now. Um, I'm wife to Maddie and mother to Desmond, who's four, and Rory, who's two. These roles have shaped me as much as anything in life, much as Carol was explaining. Uh, and I enjoy reflecting on how that is happening in part because it makes sense out of the sometimes disheveled daily challenges of parenting. Uh, Eric, you were singing my song at retreat because I do rather often <laughs> survive in yoga pants. <laughs> um, and in part, I enjoy that process of reflecting because it's just who God made me to be, to always search for meaning. So I am grateful to be um, able to share with you today on Mother's Day. Um, I'm also an English teacher, and so uh, it would behoove me to cite my other source <laughs> today, as I always preach to my students. So um, the themes, <laughs> right? The themes uh, from my message are from Richard Rohr, who I know a number of you hold dear. And um, so the this his work has really become such a part of my journey and growth that um, the words are mine, but much of it comes from him. So I recommend it. <laughs> Frodo must leave the Shire. Dorothy must leave Kansas. Luke must leave Tatooine. Katniss must leave District 12. And Odysseus must leave Ithaca. There's a good chance that you're familiar with the concept of the hero's journey. Even if you've never before heard that phrase, the hero's journey is a plot structure that you will quickly recognize. In a story following, in any story following this structure, the central character is beckoned away from home, and while reluctant, she or he eventually sets out on what will become an epic journey full of monumental challenge, adventure, loss, triumph, and above all, self-discovery. At long last, the hero or heroine returns home, back to the Shire or Ithaca. Even Luke Skywalker found his way home if we understand that Tatooine was more of a refugee 
settlement, and Luke's true home was always the rebellion. There are a million versions of home, and there is no place like it. In every one of these journeys, isn't it interesting that the story resolves with coming home? Not with a more sought-after address, a more impressive residence, or a hipper crew, home. To illustrate, think for yourselves for a moment about home and just really sink into your sense of home. Whether what home evokes in you is a physical place or a particular set of emotions that sort of evade description, we all seem to have a sense of home. You may be able to identify actual homes where you've felt secure, at ease, held. You may not have experienced that yet, but have an undeniable longing for it. When Jesus taught, he often spoke of the kingdom of God. That phrase doesn't really connect for me, but what he describes, when he describes it, really does. So what I want us to think about instead is about the land of God. Let's think about where it is that God inhabits, for that is home. Our spiritual journeys may be rather similar to the hero's journey, for in our spiritual journeys, we are in search of that home. We yearn for it. We are even homesick for it. And through our adventures, losses, triumphs, and discoveries, we learn that, like Dorothy's slippers, it was with us all along. God has formed our souls with a God-shaped hole so that we will search and long for and return to union with our creator, our divine parent. Home seems to be in the ephemeral past or in the future vaguely, but they are one and the same. For home is where God dwells, which is not exactly everywhere, but perhaps more accurately, that God dwells in the depths of the human experience. And these depths are everywhere available to us. God created us, as T.S. Eliot wrote, for another intensity, for another union, a deeper communion. And in order to help us receive that truest way of being human, God gave us a desirous dissatisfaction that calls us into the journey home. It gives a whole new meaning to the term homemaker. God created us to be co-creators with the divine, and so we can participate in cultivating home for ourselves and for each other, much the way I felt when Derek and Rubo were bringing music, and I said to you, it just feels like home when they do that. They're cultivating home for me, with me. And this blows my mind that God would create us to to participate in the act of creation. Um, We're human, so by definition, we're a mixed bag, right? We're full of beauty and love, along with selfishness and hurt. So why include us in the work of creating? Won't we just muck things up? Distort each other's experience of home and understanding of God? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we surely will. 
And when we do, we know that God's very favorite thing is restoration. He's like an eager host on HGTV, the most selfless and humble, (laughs) thanks Rich, selfless and humble and extravagantly loving host on HGTV, taking our damaged homes and redeeming them. And God gives us a hammer and a drill and so on, because this is definitely one of those shows where the homeowner is very much involved in the renovation. Through moving walls, reframing doors, sanding rough boards, installing new lights, and applying a fresh shade of paint with devoted care, all of it with this devoted care, we work alongside God as he transforms our inner dwellings into sacred space. Our home is something we are searching for and something that is with us all along, not so much a location as a space for union with God, a space that God has created for us while inviting us to participate in shaping that space. Every single day, I am shaping the space that Desmond and Rory inhabit. My words and actions greatly influence their concept of home, both literally and spiritually. Wow. (laughs) Lord, help me. (laughs) I certainly muck it up at times, but what is profoundly and stunningly beautiful to me is that they are molding me and my sense of home. Carol, thank you for your first word. I feel like this morning is one of those times when we didn't know how unified the the words that God has brought for us really were today. And they are molding me especially when I fail. When Desmond says, you hurt my feelings, or when Rory's little chin quivers, I'm compelled to stop and learn from them. Now, granted, most of the time when Desi says that I've hurt his feelings, it's because I've asked him to put his shoes on (laughs) or or to stop splashing water on the bathroom mirror. (laughs) But nonetheless, there are times when it is because I've been impatient or short. In these moments, I'm given the opportunity to acknowledge that I have been unkind and that my voice has created a gap, a tear between us. I can choose restoration. I can choose repair and union. And what I've learned is that God seems to crack our hearts wide open in order to create in us a larger capacity for love. My prayer for Desmond and Rory is that they would really know that they are loved by their daddy and me, as well as by God and that they would live in close relationship with their daddy and me, with God, and with those who come along on their paths. And that they would discover their gifts and passions and be able to exercise them in meaningful work. Essentially, I am praying for homecoming. I am praying for that deeper communion with God, with others, and with themselves. For part of being home is being our true selves. We know our home already, like we know ourselves, like Dorothy knew her slippers, but often we need a journey to remind us. A few queries as we head into open worship. In what ways does the hero's journey resonate with your inner experience? Mm 
How might God use your longing for home to cultivate your spiritual journey? What would it mean for you to live with the kind of presence that allows others to feel at home? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You could check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You could also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.